Gentlemen, start your engines! Good afternoon, Radio Hotline. For those who don't know, Radio Hotline. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotline. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. G'day viewers and welcome to episode 101 of Radio Hot Lap, that zany podcast that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motorsport, local and international, cool emerging technology, gadgets and barbecues. And today light beers. Yes. Yeah. Thank you International, welcome yes. back. Why, why yeah. you're very welcome. It's nice, to, it's nice to be back. And Jen as well. Hi. Uh, Duncan. Donuts is back. Enjoying he a is. nice Cooper's Ale. He, yes, absolutely, mate. It's good to see the bit cloudy but fine. And, uh, and my regular mate, JP. <laughs> Johnny, how are you? I'm brand spanking, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, it's lovely to see you all here. Yes. It's our last episode before Christmas. Well, maybe not. We don't know. Well, we don't, but, you know, we'll keep the viewers guessing, but they won't get another episode before Christmas. We've been in the studio this week, JP and I, for professional portraits. And oh, wait yeah. till you. Well, have we? Have yeah. yeah. the international dogs. going up an octave. Dogs as well. Dogs as well. Where yep. at? At yeah. at the studio, the prop studio, the full on. Yeah, it's a goodie. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We've got shot. It's all very web two point five eventually. Two point five. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody actually um, painted the word web two point Mm. Yeah, or, or trademarked it or something because they had the Web 2, 2.0 conference. And they're so, all already on so it. Web right. 3.0 now, so, so uh, yeah. it's probably not. Uh, some new term come up at some and point. Someone time. grabbed a website called Web 2.0, no doubt.com. JP, what are you drinking, mate? I'm on the uh, the Cascade Green, the Greeny beer. Preservative free, low carb, fully flavoured, an all natural, full flavoured lager committed to a sustainable future. <laughs> this is what you what said last out. week. <laughs> this is just the ones that have been left over. But, you know, to go along with <laughs> the leftovers, is, uh, there's the remains of the celery you didn't eat last week for the, with the wings, but we don't have it. It's still all right. Exactly. Thought I'd water bring for it a week. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Cascade green for me. And uh, Andrew, we've got a, a, a man who's blown in from the west. Um, he has. Been cooking up a storm out there at Port Headland or near that neck of the W for hundreds of people at uh, Rio Tinto, haven't you? I have, yes. It's nice to be here. Oh, nice mate, good. Uh, what are you having a drink, son? I've got the old pure blonde. Another nice low carb beer. It's all about the low carbs. It's always, it's always the blonde you can get your hand on, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. mate, uh, International, Jen, you, you guys have been away last week. We uh, we, we talked to you yeah. into a bit of a holiday, and you've had a marvellous week away. We've, um, well, not quite a week, but um, we, haven't been, we haven't been near anywhere near beers. We've been... Um, in the lovely Southern Vale, so McLaren Vale, drinking some of the uh, finest uh, uh, Cabernets that go this year. Cabernets? It's not the, it's not the Shiraz capital of uh, Australia. It's, um, no, that's the Barossa now, you know. Cabs, is it, well, I see, Cabs Cabs, I see Cabs used to be uh, Kunawara, mm. um, a little bit further down south, but uh, apparently all the awards are now coming into. Uh, the Southern Vale, McLaren Vale region yep. out, of, out of the Cabs and Cab Blend, so uh, yes, very pleasant. Which uh, did wineries you did you go to? Um, which ones didn't we go to? Our favourites, um, genuinely need to remind me, certainly Oliver's. Oliver's, incredible. Uh, yeah, Oliver's Taranga, incredible. It's actually, yeah. they supply a lot of the grapes for the Grange blend 
each year. Only available at Cellador, not available down here. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Um, uh, Maxwell's, yeah. um, exceptionally good, exceptionally good indeed. Um, Durhamberg, if you want one of the best lunches. Oh, isn't that magnificent? Oh, incredible. And when you sit outside there under the sails, looking right out across yep. McLaren Vale and the township, just stunning. That was at Toffee yep. Darry's, wasn't just it? Just incredible. At Darry's, yeah. yep. Yeah. A fantastic steak. And then another brilliant steak at Woodcroft. No. What was that called? Uh, no. What's the wood? Woodside? No. Woodside's a petroleum company. Um. It is. Something that's woody anyway. Something that's woody. Yep. yep. Wood, Woodfired steak. Woodcroft two, is it? Two, down in that direction. Um, two great steaks, two days in a row. Um, so, yeah, sick of steak. Glad we're not doing steak tonight. Well, funny um, you should say that. <laughs> And the other uh, Pertaringa, yep, also exceptionally good. Lots of little guys down there, just yeah, make, there just is. just churning out exceptional stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with the cheap stuff that they slap a kangaroo on and ex- export to the rest of the world. Some of the uh, some of the b- big wineries who shall remain nameless, but some of the little guys are just incredible stuff. Coriol? Just, did you go to Coriol? No, I didn't go to Coriol, no. Oh, you missed out on experience Very there. pretty place, no. especially pretty, in spring. Pretty, pretty. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Clear day, Coriol's you can see lovely. Europe. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's how good their wine is. <laughs> That's the hell of it. Unfortunately, we didn't have quite as clear a day. It was a bit cloudy down there today. Yesterday was just beautiful, so, um, yeah, no, very nice. It's torturous being down there doing classic Adelaide for the drivers oh, and the imagine. teams because cruising through the vineyards is not a, a, not a drop. No. Past this mouth, unless of course you're Dougie Lehman. Well, we stayed in a well, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> He's a bit of a professional. Yes, no, stayed in a lovely little B&B, and uh, a big thank you to Bob from McLaren Vale Tours who uh, dragged us all around the McLaren Vale on Wednesday, so we could enjoy Ooh. without having to uh, drive. Certainly, well worth the investment, and uh, came brought, took us to some uh, some great little uh, secrets that we've been oh, good idea. massively kind of hoarding uh, hoarding details on the export as to kind of where we can <laughs> where we can pick it up in foreign lands to um, go from there. What's uh, Bob cost for the day? Uh, Bob is about 100 bucks a head. Right. Okay. Oh, so um, and he, 10 to five. yep, ten to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started drinking red at ten o'clock Wednesday morning, which is a s- good slightly well early. It was, well was twelve o'clock somewhere, you well, know. Yeah, yeah that's right. In Auckland, Auckland, it was about twelve o'clock, so you know it was time for a drink. So did Bob come to lunch? Uh, Bob didn't come for lunch. No, Bob dropped us off and went off and did so, his own thing and let us there for lunch and came back and picked us up. Good old Bob. We all have to do a Bob trip one day. Yeah, I think it sounds. I would highly, yeah. I would highly recommend a Bob trip. Very knowledgeable. Saw a bit of wildlife. You did? Got some great snaps of uh, koala. Oh, right. Climbing up a tree. We were just driving down the road. And I said, oh, stop, stop, stop. You know, the little koala was kind of waddling along the ground. It's and that time of the year at the moment. They're, yeah. going, they're all over the place. They're looking for water and they're yep. looking for mates. And, you know, over very the back ta- of my place, you can hear them in the middle of the night yep. going off. Very tame. Very just sat there and smiled and had his photo taken. So, uh, yeah. This will appeal to all the other international listeners. Well, indeed. Yeah, Didn't see any... I, I tell a lie. We did see one roo, but unfortunately the roo had flat. met his demise <laughs> <Yeah>. in the <laughs> middle well, of the road. So how did we know that he had seen pet food. Food. <laughs> You see plenty of them there. Yeah, there's pallet loads oh, going oh. to Dubai every week thanks to Tony Quinn. Who I had a weird, weird dream about the other night that I was co-driving with Tony Quinn. I mean, why would I be doing that? He's got plenty of money, though. He has He's got, got plenty got of money. Plenty of cash. Well, you're getting paid. <laughs> right, no, I'm getting paid, yeah, being a pro. Right. Now, just before we get on to the show proper um, and uh, we move on from the wildlife segment, we've got a few uh, interesting little uh, munchies here today. Been down at Batiga Rotolo, yes. uh, a great little Italian supply shop down uh, in uh, 
Osmond Terrace there. So about the only place in the world you seem to be able to get really good olives and uh, and sweet anchovies which aren't all salty and hairy. So if you, I'll pass. <laughs> and and yeah, I'll Paul's just, a big fan of seafood. And did yeah, I mention last week? So, yeah, three of my yeah. oh, these little um, these little um, what do you call these little uh, uh, pitter crackers? Pitter cracker things are. Hit a patter of little crackers is um, <laughs> just doing just fine. Not a lot of uh, a local oh rusty sausage. Welcome to the show. Oh, the dogs are in. Um, yeah, not a lot of uh, local news uh, happened. Shut down uh, about a week ago, but uh, the unfortunate news has come through that uh, um, as a result of uh, his injuries at uh, the first Formula Ford race at Oran Park, Lucas Dombrell appears to be a quadriplegic, um, having been. Um, shifted down to, to Melbourne after being in Liverpool Hospital for a couple of weeks. So that's just terrible, terrible news. And uh, I suppose we can only only hope that over time he'll uh, become, um, you know, able to lead a normal life and his dexterity will uh, mm. will improve. But historically, um, it doesn't it doesn't bode well. Very sad. No, it doesn't Very sad bode well indeed. at all. Uh. And uh, there's a, actually, if anybody wants to, uh, um, the Dumbrell family have actually issued a, a statement that uh, basically thanks everybody for the kind words of support and encouragement um, and if you uh, if you want to send an email uh, the uh, web address is getwelllucas at automotivebrands.com.au There is also a uh, fan support site on Facebook um, which has got a thousand odd members on it now and it certainly can't hurt her to put your, put your name down there and wish him all the best and um, let's just hope that all goes good mm. Well last week we talked about cracks appearing now it looks like chasms, because within uh, 24 hours of each other, two major manufacturers have pulled out of the World Rally Championship. Like uh, Wednesday, oh Tuesday, was uh, Suzuki, Suzuki yeah. pulling out, which possibly wasn't a really major surprise. They were struggling a little bit there in their first season return, but uh, the big shell shock, uh, sh- um, shell shock came the following day with um, WRC, uh, with Subaru pulling out of WRC, which is basically the pro drive operation and. Um, They've been uh, they've been there for a long, long time. But judging on their past performance, having uh, not won a rally since September '05, perhaps you know they were starting to throw money, good money after bad. So hmm. international, um, that's not looking good, isn't it? Certainly in your in your in your part of the world, for a uh, a, a really decent 2009 championship with but, only Citroen and Ford, who have both said we're getting great value for money, and then hmm. Pirelli's come along and said, no, 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 it's all good because no one will want our tyres otherwise. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm not rallying. Um, yeah, it's certainly it's certainly unfortunate, um, and of course a big, uh, real unfortunate for uh, Chris Atkinson, who of course our um, Aussie, who really I suppose started to really sh- get a bit of an upper hand over his teammate Peter Solberg this year. So that's um, really unfortunate for Chris. So hopefully he's, he will find a gig somewhere else. It's um, interesting to, to see that they just haven't been able to sort of get the the, the package right, and, and that must mean that the base car's not not right. No, it's not. You could. You, the base car is so far, is so far away from the from the rally car. It's it's not funny. Well, ProDrive um, historically always builds cars that, that that seem to come. You know, well, will have the mightest touch. But in this case, it well, hasn't been very very lucky. Hasn't been the lightest touch for about three years, kind of thing. Yep, and you know, the bloke that the bloke that used to be uh, used to be, do a lot of the designing at Subaru is now at Ford. So you know, maybe they just haven't had the right people or the right. They've also there's no tobacco money there anymore. So. I really I really don't know you know um, there's so many different factors that go into making a good a good racing car or a good rallying car that uh, 
the fact that they used to win and now they don't win, there's obviously been some pieces missing out of the well, they're missing mu- out of the puzzle. There must um, be. I mean, they you know they switched to the uh, to the hatch this year on the basis that that was going to set the world alight, and they had great hopes for it and everything else. Um, first of all, it was delayed in uh, in even uh, getting out there, and. Um, and yeah, it hasn't been hasn't been good for them as they thought they were going to be. I mean, I, I can remember uh, Richards talking like this time, like well, not this time last year, earlier last year, um, saying that you know this was the the, the, the new big thing, and you know, they'd been doing a lot of pre uh, pre season testing and you know getting the car together, and yeah, it just hasn't worked. So, well, the other the other thing that was interesting was that they were very close to actually getting a deal with Marcus Gronholm to bring him out of retirement to to go and run a third car. So. Obviously, there's been a big change of face in Japan, which is uh, which is kind of pretty unfortunate. But um, yeah, it would, have been, it would have been nice to see Marcus coming back in a like more white stuff on the back face. In a, back in a back in a competitive what uh, you mean? scenario, huh? More white stuff on the face, like in Japan, with a change of face. Oh. Um, we'll move. We'll <laughs> just uh, forget that one. Um. It's uh, it's a pity though that uh, their the legacy of, of Pradov and Subaru's WRC efforts are two championships um, with Colin McRae and Richard Burns both yes. who are no longer part of this world. Well, the other thing that was mentioned is, was the fact that they're already kind of talking about coming back again. Um, well, it's a bit like Commonwealth uh, Bank with uh, a bond offer. Well, <laughs> as soon as the as soon as the S two thousand rules come into come into play and and uh, I don't know, I've been off the grid a little bit, so. Um, I don't really know kind of when the FIA are going to come in to kind of update the rules and change things, but they're talking about talking about kind of making the cars basically more like stock going vehicles. Yes. And Sebastian Loeb has said, "Well, if that's the case, that's right, I'm, I'm out. getting out of here. I may go out and go and play go yes. play r- racing cars instead." Well, yeah. he look, he's been doing a bit of that because he had he tested a uh, an F1 car recently, and he's he's no stranger to Le Mans. No, indeed. And he just won the. Um Race of Champions, Race of Champions last yeah. week for the third time. He couldn't make it last year, so uh, which is very interesting. Prodrive's actually shade. said that they'll continue uh, to work with Subaru to provide customer cars. They reckon that over the past fifteen years they've sold close to five hundred cars to more than four hundred private competitors, and uh, won five production world rally championships. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how it goes. It is. It will be. Well read. From uh, the official ProDrive release, JP. Yeah. Uh, they look like they're going to deploy their their workforce, but I mean they've got uh, they've got a lot of stuff going on with Aston Martin, mm-hmm. um, certainly FPR here in Australia, and um, what else are they up to? What else are they? Into, That's though? about it. Well, they seem to be. Well, I reckon they've got in, well, they've got yeah. space and they're working on engineering, the, um, a lot and of manufacturing ra- for yeah, defence, marine, marine and aerospace. A lot, a lot of ro- a lot of road car stuff and a lot of uh, yeah. automotive engineering stuff. You know that that's that's really their base. Um, that's the stuff that's just not quite as sexy as rallying or racing. That you, um, you stuff you don't get to hear about. So. Last week on mm. episode 100, we mentioned um, that uh, none other than our old mate Billy Orbelin and, and Joey Hand were, were coming to join um, Rail or Letterman's mm-hmm. uh, GT2 LMS class. Well, one of your old mates, in fact, one of our dear old mates as well, is joining today Indeed. with the announcement of Tom Milner, Milner Jr. and Dirk Mueller. And um, it's funny, isn't it? The Tom Jr. has uh, got a BMW drive because his father, uh, Tom Senior, was very, very prominent with uh, BMW and the PTG group. Well, of course, Tom drove for Ray Hall previously in um, uh, in a Porsche uh, last season. 
Mm. Can't think. Last season, season before. So yeah, three so, Moss Porsche was it? Uh, no, 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 no. In, in, no, in a in a Ray Hall entered GT2 car, so which was a bit of a kind of tail in the water exercise uh, for those guys. So yeah, that's great news for Tom. That's um, that's going to be really good for him. And, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting in GT2. Uh, BMW versus Porsche versus Ferrari yeah. versus Panos versus Corvette stepping down to that level. Um, as we said last week, it's going to be good. That's right. And didn't you have anything else to say? No. Peugeot has um, has put uh, the the uh, a bulletin out saying, look, we're not interested in F1 because uh, we want to concentrate on sports cars. As uh, some people have been linking the availability of the Honda team to uh, to Peugeot, but uh, they've they've quashed that and, and probably quite rightly so. I can't see the French getting back into Formula One anytime soon. Particularly, there's no French Grand Prix kind of coming up in the foreseeable future. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't make a lot of sense for them to, uh, to to jump in. I wouldn't wouldn't have thought. JP, what do you got for us today, mate? Well, I was talking about Sebastian Loeb winning the race of champions. Apparently, it was a pretty good uh, weekend. Um, he had a big fight for the uh, uh, for the win against uh, no other than uh, none other than uh, David Coulthard. Um, who had had a pretty good run all the way through, and uh, Loeb actually only ended up winning the whole thing by 0.3 of a second. Which is basically so, a chin. Well, it is, it's exactly. And it's amazing that his chin couldn't beat Coulthard's chin. <laughs> you would have thought... He must have had a bit of stubble. A well, maybe you know, been told to clean his act up. So well, it was indeed. interesting... That it's, Several times. It's certainly interesting that... <laughs> but you he know, didn't. Here, here is Sebastian Loeb, and he's, he's done such a great job, and everything else, and then, you know... The same week you get the announcements about Subaru and Suzuki, and uh, and and there's the guy who's won the race of champions who, who'd already stated, as Paul said earlier, that you know if if, we're, if if everything switches back to the low level cars, I'm out of here. So um, I think it'd be uh, worth keeping an eye on what he's going to be up to for the uh, for the new year. That's for sure. What is his name? Pastrama, Pastrana, Pastrami. Yeah, the uh, freestyle motocross champ, the first guy to do the double backflip had. Had actually been in before, but it, you know, had fallen off his bike somewhere, and one of his fat mates ran over him, so he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't, um, couldn't front. And the um, the gig was given to one of the up-and-coming U.S. drift champions, I think Tanner Frust. Mm-hmm. Yep, who who apparently um, also hosts the American version of Top Gear. Is that right? Yeah. What's the Australian version like? Oh, I don't, I oh, don't go there. It, it, it's shocking. Is it it's really yeah, and they, they got crucified last week for the amount of damage they'd done to uh, cars that they'd uh, borrowed from manufacturers. They've got tosses. And all the manufacturers. Look, Charlie uh, Cox is right. Who's on the show? Charlie Cox is Charlie the Cox. anchor. Yeah. And they got some bloke who's a. So the other guys are just. They just. You know, they're, they're, well, there's no a, there's names, a cartoonist so. and there's another guy who's an advanced driving instructor who's a real tosser. So just, but everything is exactly well. like the UK show. Like mm-hmm. it's so run by by BBC. Yeah. That there's no ability. But there's no to, BBC budget. That's the problem they got. It's not funny. It's a bit. You know, like we can laugh at toilet humour from the British, but we can't laugh at our own stuff. And we think, gosh, you guys are. It's just no good. Hmm. So I think when's it on? Uh, it's been axed. Oh, is it? No, well, the first no. series is finished. Yeah. It's on Monday nights, the same time as the Pommy Top Gear. Oh, was it on SBS? Or? Yeah, SBS, Monday nights. SBS got the gig for it. Uh, but they did, was it seven episodes? I think it was seven was the first series. And now it's in limbo as to whether they will do another series. They're budgeting $200,000 a show. Oh. I think they initially paid a million yeah. for the... Uh, Mm. No, no, it's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's not. It just doesn't trans light. 
saw an interesting um, they had um, Jeremy going across Tokyo yes last, a, that was last month yeah yeah, yeah yeah pretty funny it was yeah, quite entertaining it's funny yeah, 120 why that's it <laughs> I like the way that's the way they started with the stick out hubcaps and they kept calling it a Datsun <laughs> which is great so you know they can do that sort of thing and it's funny but if you tried to do that here it just wouldn't be funny anymore I don't know why no. it just doesn't work maybe you guys should have hosted it well let's yeah. <laughs> when they offer us enough money we might <laughs> holding, out, holding out for the big bucks well that's right yeah. well I've got a good thing here though, and it's, it's a segue to something else which is always good Chrysler have finished being the safety car provider for V8 supercars. Oh, really? They pulled the pin um, after four years, and last week they announced that uh, they will not renew the sponsorship deal, which finished at the end of the 2008 championship. So the last time you will have seen the Chrysler 300C as a safety car was at Oran Park. Um, they can uh, bury it in Oran Park as well. Well, they can too. Yeah. And apparently there's a lot of speculation. They can turn it into a block of flats. There's a lot of speculation <laughs> over who's going to take like. their place as the safety car. Now, apparently the, the hot lane, uh, the hot word down pit lane was that they thought Audi were going to get the gig, but then someone's gone and asked Audi and they've gone, nut, Toyota. not anything that would be on our agenda for 2009. So, uh, very interesting to uh, see who, who turns out being... Skoda? Um, Lada. Skoda, yeah. Now Lada, good. Kia. <laughs> uh, so, Hummer. The, the, um, the head poncho of, uh, of Chrysler Australia, uh, Craig Bradshaw, who's the marketing manager actually, not the head You're poncho. You're kidding. Craig Bradshaw? Yeah. Says that the Chrysler safety cars were literally seen by millions of fans. Da, 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 da. A great way to introduce one of our iconic cars to the Australian market. So there we go. But Why I mean, they, it, it did a good job of selling that car. Like it, did. it, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. Pit mobile of a few years ago. I haven't seen one on the road. Anyway. Oh, well, there's, been, there's heaps of them on the road, and that was the segue because the segue was I've seen one over the last three weeks, a black one, and this guy always drives around with his lights on, just like look at me, look at me. What's, and he, what's he like a, when be a, a wannabe Bentley? Guess what the number plate is. Oh, I hate to think. A-G-R-E-S-O-R. Aggressor. Aggressor. Oh. It's a gangster. Now, I reckon that if you worked with him, you'd get the laptop out, you'd launch in design, you'd get Helvetica new up, and you'd just change the second three letters to T-O-S. And then you can just imagine the mum and dad pulling up behind him at the lights and he goes, look, Dad, there's a tosser in front of us. <laughs> well, today they announced that they're shutting down for a month. So no more jobs for Chrysler for one well, month. They're supposedly losing, allegedly losing, something like a million every 45 days So uh, in the US. So not good. Not good. And there's also been a bit of a rumour this week that Toyota's been hiding unsold in the market so they can't be they can't be seen and look like you know there's a surplus around so uh, who knows what's going on there but apparently they've been spotted in paddocks in Japan pa Japanese paddocks probably not there is no <laughs> such thing as a Japanese paddock unless well, there must oh, be like, where are they finding them yeah, from? Unless, uh, yeah I was going to say unless there's rice growing in it and it's pretty hard to uh, it's pretty hard to hide, hide a few cars in a rice paddock oh, well, they shrink wrap them first well, well international I, I'd, I'd beg to differ on that because uh, it was only you yourself last week and Jen who had extremely disproportionately sized wagyu steaks at, uh, at the the, the <laughs> At the Stag Hotel, which we did. I might have to say we've got about a four out of ten rating for the best steaks in Adelaide, I and they were br they are brought up in paddocks, son. 
Well, <laughs> but mind you, it yeah, could I be got, Australian wagyu. Yeah, as much as much, it was wonderful down the stag. Great atmosphere, great service. Oh, lovely well, beer. It was bad service. Um, no, that's but it, yeah, it was a good steak. But two steaks we had at McLaren Vale. Oh, both exceeded. They, they walked all over. Well, Hardy and I had a steak yesterday at the Alma of all places, and it was excellent. Absolutely, never had a better steak. Super. Yeah. But no, don't don't think that was uh, worthwhile going to the Stag Hotel. And you always got to be steer clear, haven't you? Mm. It's just the old rule when they brag about stuff like that. Yeah, very yeah, offhand, very offhand stuff. On One of those unbundled dishes. Better well. than uh, put it this way, better than most of the steaks you're going to get in your uh, your homeland. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my homeland, Paulie. Oh, You've forgotten. sorry, JP. You forgot the Youngs oh, again. That's right. <laughs> Oh, and I got some Youngs last week. Oh, did you? Where about where? I found it in Dan Murphy's on uh, Port Rush Road. It's eight bucks a bottle, mind you. Thanks, right. It's only anyway. Cheapest bottle in the land. Yeah. Which now? But I saw it there. The Norwood thought, Hotel. Still Norwood Hotel has turned Yongs. into a Dan Murphy's. Has it? It has. You Jack? Oh, I'm I not joking. And, and I know, Dunk, you, you, are, you are the king of Dan Murphy's. <laughs> I mean, you know your prices. He's one of his best mates. So what is this, um, the camel joint? Thirsty Camel. Thirsty Camel. Yep. That was rebranded from what? Or is that a whole new... That was Liquor Smart or... Liquor Land? Uh, yeah, one of those. Something else. And it's so. just a group uh, of publicans and whatnot that have gone uh-huh. to form this cooperative and okay. rebranded everything. Mm-hmm. Just an Adelaide, the... is it? Or is that a national... No, it's an Adelaide thing originally. I'm not sure whether it's a national gig. Hmm. But I know LA Advertising, because I went to their Christmas show last Friday, they, they do actually the, um, the branding and everything for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Must find out. There's a new 24-hour race uh, going to be launched no, in the next really. few days. Not there's a, there's not a, another not one, another but this one. is a place you're really going to want to go to. Well, you, oh, well, yeah, you know, you know, the, you know, one got canned this year too. Which one's that? Silverstone 24-hour. Okay, Done. well, and and mind you, the Brit Car 24-hour for next year has been turned into a six-hour. Well, that is the that is the Silverstone. Well, there you go. So, but it was it was great minds think alike. Well, look, I exactly. didn't know that. I mean, it was called Brit Car 24, but it ran Brit Car this year. Yeah, but yeah. it won't at, be so, at Silverstone. It won't be next year. No. Um, but it, and you might want to want to want to be going to this, which mm. bring which is also a bit which of a which is seat, where. Well, come on, well, come I'm going to tell well, you. Well, we're well, waiting in Senegal. It's the Dakar 24 hour. And the track's nearly five kilometres long with lots and lots of runoff area. <laughs> In fact. But is it made from sand or is it actually. No, it, it's, it's asphalt and it's, it's properly sealed. But uh, the track, it's quite an interesting track. But when I saw the video, there was no barrier between the track going this way and then the track coming back there. <laughs> but there was a lot of red sand in between. So hopefully they are going to put up a retaining wall there, <laughs> which is maybe a little bit stronger than the race of champions. Or a June. Um, um, uh, a June for the spectator. Yeah, a, spectator, sand, a, spectator, spectator a spectator. A spectator, June. A spectator yeah. about what they might have to make, make one. Uh, Unlike Queensland Raceway, which used to have humps and things like that and a bit of undulations, that they decided to bulldoze it so it was like a game of Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> was it very good it at is. all? It is. <laughs> it's it's well, another one. octave rise. Very but uh, you know that is uh, going to be in um, in early February. Um, only like really the beginning of the year, the third of January. Straight after Dubai. You've you got, got Daytona. Yeah, Daytona, hours. Dubai, Senegal. What's common to those two races? Well, which? Not Daytona, but Dubai and Dakar. Um, they they're both, both start with a D. They're both sandy. No spectators. <laughs> <laughs> No. There could be. I think this is the, the DACA that they're actually paying the accredited media to come. <laughs> Who's running it? A Creventic. Who's that? 
It's a, uh, a Dutch group that hmm. worked behind the Audi R8 uh, GT2 car about a year ago. Hmm. A bit of an unusual, sort of a little, a little marketing operation. And um, yep, right to, there's some there's some clashes going on there with uh, FIA GT or Stefan Rattel in the Le Mans series race because they've actually decided that they're going to have their uh, the, the the British GT round is going to Spa this year, mm -hmm. um, but it's on the same weekend as Le Mans 24 hour. So I think that you know that not there's smart. no not real not smart, and smart. Um, obviously we have to rethink that. And so don't look for accommodation so you? soon because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be going. Um, what else is going on? They're uh, at um, GP2. GP2 is having its first night race at really? Qatar. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean yeah. dentists. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's actually replacing the Dubai 24-hour, um, uh, sorry, GP2 race, which was part of the Asia mm -hmm. GP2 Winter Series. Well, it's Asia, but it's in Dubai. It's yeah, it's Asia. Far, yeah. Oh. And, yeah, Footy, football, that's still Asia, isn't it? What's that? The Arab teams play our boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And you will recall that uh, Qatar staged the first uh, under lights race earlier in the year, MotoGP, that um, the bloke, uh, the Australian bloke, what's his name again? Casey Stoner. Casey Stoner. Casey Stoner that's he right. said he was like playing a video game. Uh, not a video game. At the <laughs> La circuit. Mm -hmm. Have you been there international? No, I haven't been to, haven't been to Qatar. No. I picked one up. A guitar? Yeah, he used to strum. Is that yeah. right? Well, so uh, if there was a yeah. bloke living there with a really deep voice, would he be a bass guitar? Do you floss? I know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've got about uh, I got about four or five chords, so I can join status quo. So. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, dear. Jeez, Jim. I, I thought we were going out for dun -dun, Chinese dun -dun, tonight. Dun -dun. Oh, crikey. Well, they've local news. Local news. Turn 8 at Adelaide's been changed. Yes. Quite, well, come on, JP, you've got the oil dramatically, on that. Yeah, uh, they've decreased the radius of the racing line at turn eight in order that nobody will be able to attack the corner at a speed of any more than 195 kilometres per hour. Any more, then? So they reckon. Um, they reckon that, uh, obviously, this is as a result of the uh, of the death of uh, Ashley Cooper um, with that ma ma massive accident earlier this year. Um, but... Where the barrier used to run parallel to the inside barrier on the right-hand side, it's going to be changed to become parallel to the racing line to reduce the chance of a car making contact. Um, apparently there's not going to be any soft or steel and foam energy reduction barriers. It's still going to be the concrete. Um, and there's been a lot of questions asked by the media, of course, as to whether that is a good idea or a bad idea or whether they should have done more. Well. You can't. You can only put a safer barrier like they have in the states. You can only affix that to a solid barrier. Yes. Yes. So unless, unless you're going to, um, unless you're actually going to put a permanent fence there, three hundred sixty-five. Yeah, three hundred sixty-five days right. a year. Yeah. They obviously can't. So the idea is, it's a bit like it's a bit like kind of the guys in the guys in NASCAR, who say that running. And in fact, in any form of oval track type competition, the closer you get to the wall, the better off the better off you are because your your angle of impact is going to be is going to be is going to be less. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So yeah. you, you don't actually get the opportunity to kind of to, to go straight ahead and hit something kind of head on. Right. Um, 
so they're going to kind of so hence they're making it parallel to the racing line on that basis one would presume yeah so yeah. you so if you if you're going to hit the fence you're going to side swipe the fence and you're going to basically kind of slide down the fence mm. um and also at a, at a slower speed so yeah i think it's a um I think I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. Very smart move. Yeah, yeah temporary yeah. stand is coming along. I see it's been going for what seven months now. Yes, we've they've got the shade sails up over the main stand on Pitt Street, the Barry Sheen stand now, the new improved Barry Sheen stand, and then the new um, uh, the new pit structure and everything else. And apparently the pits are actually going to be larger than they were previously. They do look larger, but how long um, is it going to take them to pull them down? Well, it's going to take basically in order because the Adelaide City Council said no, you can't build a permanent structure. The Australian Motorsport Board um, have turned around and gone, well, that's fine. We'll just erect a temporary structure that takes about ten and a half months to take down and put up. Fair. So you no, can no, have no, your parklands no, back no, for a month and a half. No, boys. no, no, no. The real story is that behind the scenes, talking to a little birdie the other day, told me. To put this to put this structure up for the first time, because they're basically kind of des- designing and actually kind of putting it up kind of a- as they go, it yeah. takes a lot longer to actually construct it the first time around because there's Makes a lot sense. because there's a lot of welding and so forth that kind of goes on side as you kind of bolting bits together. Yeah, and you yeah, find then, that that doesn't fit. So you yeah, the, yeah, then actually bit, kind of welding stuff. And, so if, yeah. so for the first time putting this putting this thing up, it's going to take a lot longer first first time up. Ripping the thing down afterwards should be relatively quick, and then next year you'd be a, a significantly condensed version. But it's still going to take longer than the old temporary structure. No, apparently not. Well, that's what I heard, so... Appar- apparently not. And I mean, it's a lot bigger, so you'd expect it to take longer. Well, yeah. But it does well, look good. It, throw, it does look good. And it with, should look good. With the SAJC uh, Jockey Club coming on board and getting rid of that abominable old structure and bloody horse, horse rails and, and stables and stuff like that. We went yeah. past today and they've got yeah. rid of the uh, rails. Is that right? The rails are all gone? I was Even thinking out of... down the straight where the start yep. finished all gone. Oh, so still... they went and I was thinking of going in there at night because aluminium, I know it's gone down in price. But... <laughs> <laughs> you still reckon there'd be a bit of scrap value oh, there, do thought about it. <laughs> I still think it's a little sad that they don't have horse racing at Vic Park, the old the old Christmas race day kind of thing used to be an absolute well, do you know that the highlight of the Adelaide social calendar. Well, kind of it thing? was because yeah. I got an invite there and this I'm not time gonna go last the, year. I'm going to go all the way down to Wolford Villa. And it was, it was, I think, tomorrow night, hmm. Friday night last year. He's not, um, not going to Friday it. before Christmas, it was the big... And little did we know, those of us who attended, that it was the last meeting that, that was ever going to be there. Hmm. So I've still got my little dangly lanyard bollard at home and might go might put it on ebay in about 50 years time well while you've been tickling your tonsils a uh, a very interesting uh, surprise has arrived here courtesy of jen and, and and i'm told that it's probably the the other half of what we had last week we had the the american buffalo wings well this is genuine key lime pie. key lime pie made mm. from keys and limes no it is actually made from lime juice out of key west in florida is that right so imported lime juice imported imported oh, but it's cheesecake it's Im- yum imported lime juice actually cleared through customs mm. Ameri- a full-blown american graham cracker crust also mm. Is that right? Also fully totally imported. But yep. Jen, have you made this? Yes. Jen, this is sensational. This is brilliant. I'm not a big fan of cheesecake, but this no, is me just neither. so and fresh. Yeah, and no, it's very, very good. Yeah, wonderful. And I love lime. Mm. It's a recipe from Key West. The limes grow in Mexico, Central America, some in Texas. 
What's unique about key lime? It's tart, more tart and kind of bitter than uh -huh. others. Good. And it's right. unusual hardy for you to be, you know, after something that's a bit tarty, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd warm me. <laughs> oh dear. Well, on that note, <laughs> it's tech time. It must be tech time. It? Hi, folksy. You gonna start that one? Well, hey, folks, I'm gonna start. If you're listening, yeah. I'm gonna start. Yeah. Okay, start okay. What, what, what should be in everybody's Christmas sack for Santa? What should they be writing, <laughs> dear Santa? What's in your sack, Johnny? <laughs> I thought, what would you I like? actually just I mean, saw the doctor this afternoon. <laughs> okay. What should Santa? Yeah. Mm. I don't know, Paul. What should be? I don't know. You tell me. What's well, well, what's available here for a start? Well, well, you've derailed us. You have. Slightly. Okay. Anyway. And we'll have to come back and think to, about okay. that. Okay, we'll come back. We'll give you, th yeah, we'll we give you some time to but think. But we've got some bad news. And I mean, it, although it's not good news. In fact, no matter how you look at it, it's the end of an era. It is. Because um, not only is Steve Jobs not going to do the keynote at Macworld. Oh, what? Uh, and Phil Schiller, mm -hmm. the Senior Vice President of Marketing, will be. This is the final year of uh, Apple's involvement with Macworld. And uh, they're pulling out from here on in, including in the last day, have cancelled the... Um, the Paris Apple Expo. Yes. Um, so uh, there's some there's uh, some warning signs there that MacWorld will no longer be um, how what it used to be. Adobe's out. Other companies which are um, big in peripherals like Belkin, yeah. Seagate, Google have either withdrawn or downsized, and um, that's uh, that's just not very good. Now the, 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 there are two two lines of thinking here. Firstly, is that oh well, you know, it was great because of the uh, the keynote was there and everything, and we loved seeing Stevie and pulling and a rabbit out of his with hat. All the new But at the toys. end of the day, the Apple announcements always just overshadowed everything else, and mm. uh, the third parties were always struggling to be able to sort of bring anything interesting out that was that was that could rival that. So, so a lot of the management there at IDG are thinking, well, perhaps it's actually a good thing. And of course, Apple's started quietly saying, well, we want to do more of our special events because we want to be able to control the information in a better well, way. Well, I've got a quote here from uh, from uh, you know the Apple perspective, which says. Apple is reaching more people in more ways than ever before. So like many companies, trade shows have become a very minor part of how Apple reaches its customers. So, so which is a bit like the car sure. game. I mean, you know, we've got no uh, motor show here in... Uh, I don't know whether you know that, Paul. We've got no motor show here next year in Adelaide because all the car companies have pulled the pin hmm. on the same basis. Really. The Detroit motor show's been cancelled? No. You heard it here first. Mm -mm. Well, yeah, it'll be cancelled next few days. No, I can tell you it's not. Well, how do you know? They can't I can tell you. I can they just can't afford it. I can tell you unequivocally <laughs> the Detroit Motor Show has not been cancelled. No, but it will be. No. <laughs> no, I can tell you. I can tell you. It's a world first. I can tell you there will be a cold day in hell as opposed to a cold day in Detroit. Well, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> I was going to say. Pretty bloody close. No comment. I mean, um, mate, I tell you the the. Um, the worm-to-term lifestyle of Detroitians are no longer. And with it, trade shows are out. Okay, let, okay. Here's, here's my two cents worth. Going on... Rounded down. That's zero. Going on <laughs> nothing. <laughs> going on nothing but a hunch. 
My take. Oh, a double big hunch on your back. Don't lean like that. You'll get a nastier hunch. <laughs> my t- my take on Apple. It's called microphone technique. Um, is that right? M- is, it, is, it, is it IDG? That yeah. Run? Yeah. Okay. My thought is is that they're ch- it's going to be a little bit like the uh, the game tech show D3 or whatever it is that was in LA. They started charging too much for everything. E3, yeah. And I think the prices have been too high. E3. So so all of a sudden, all the vendors all kind of get together and go, hang on a minute. It's not value for money. No value for money. And so everyone pulls out at the same time. Sure enough, there'll be like an off year, and then it's all going to come flooding back again the following year when it's reorganised in some way, shape, or form. In the 90s, when we used to go. Let me finish, Certainly. Let me finish. Don't want to be interrupting. No, absolutely not. Not that I do. It's a bad habit of yours. Oh, never. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the other aspect is there is a lot of pressure on Apple to pull a rabbit out of the hat every January. Mm. And, like, what's next? Mac Mini. True. Yeah, but, yeah. Everyone's going to go, yeah, what? So what? And the um, Apple Netbook that they think now isn't going to happen. Yeah. So, like, what are they going to say? Three days ago, what? Um... So there's only so many brand new tricks that they're yep. going to rabbits. They're going to pull out of the hat, and now the timing is is on their own schedule. They can pull pull a rabbit out of the hat whenever they like. Well, maybe True. hence um, their share price plummeted today. Maybe, but they also reckon that there's also another uh, another issue where Mac sales are actually slower than Windows PC sales. Which is the first time that's happened in about. Where did uh, you read that? That's right. Thirty-eight percent. The Apple uh, the Apple product dropped in November against fifteen for the PC. For the PC, and, and that's due to those ads. Windows PCs up seven percent. Apple US retail sales down one percent in November. Hmm. So if if December looks similar, uh, they might convince Apple that they need to lower prices. Well, here's. So there we go. Once again, here's my take on this, going yep. on nothing but pulling bullshit out of my ass. Um, Can you say that? Well, he said that there's no, the Detroit Motor Show's on, so he must be. Do you, right. have, do, right. do, do you have the explicit tag on your um, no, podcast? No, absolutely not. On individuals. That's, that's, a uh, new, okay. that's a new rule in 10.5.6. You can actually specify to per tag the, 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 the voice. The show. Or just the voice. Yes, so the ju- voice. So just whoever actually kind of That's throws right, in the yeah. piece of explicit. But like, like, like your name, you have no warranty. No. So. <laughs> Indeed. Now you've totally thrown my train of thought. You're two cents on oh, well, decline in sales. No one's spending any money on, lu- and I'm using air quotes here, luxury products. Mm. So sure, you can go and buy a $600 Dell PC laptop kind of thing. Yes. People are going to be more inclined to do that than spending two and a half grand on a MacBook Pro. And that's basically what the article was saying, was yeah. that because everybody's pulled there. But uh, that's that's the crux of them saying then that this may encourage Apple to actually drop its prices because a lot of the componentry that goes to make the stuff up has dropped in price as well. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all turns out. But, hmm. 10.5.6 arrived this week. It uh, did. That seemed to have done a great deal for uh, for the, the, the Macintosh community, other than it seems to be focused on improving the mobile me service, and now they uh, they can actually come out and say that they have pushed services, and that means that the, the contact calendars, bookmarks, sync um, pretty much within a minute okay. when, uh, when uh, uh, the changes are made on a computer or another device, because uh, they had to go away from that push mm-hmm. technology name, because it simply wasn't, it was... Every now and then it would be updated. 
So That's of right. course, you know, a few more stability upgrades. But personally, I'm holding <coughs> off, waiting for the reports to come in. And some of the reports have also been some some bad installers. So ten five six. Yeah, I installed it. Well, you might have. Look, you're and not everybody. I did a, I did a uh, MacBook Pro firmware update, and then yesterday there was another update which was supposed to improve sleep and um, deprivation. Oh, battery. Can I get that? Battery charging and stuff like that, and it all worked exceptionally well. Where do I not plug, a problem? Where do I plug in for that download? <laughs> Personally, <laughs> not sleep. No, not for my old, my shitty old PowerBook G4. So but. yeah, so. Uh, Maybe it's all working quite. The only thing it didn't address, though, it's, it was supposedly also going to address the issues with the printing problems that have come out of CS3. Um, three or but, four? No, it's three. CS3's had printing problems with 10.55 since 10.55 came out, uh, particularly with uh, paper size and um, and the the tray that the paper comes out of if you've got a multi-tray device or whatever. <laughs> and apparently it's addressed three-eighths of stuff all of it um there you go i, I received a new laptop today paul oh did you Josh? i did a brand new laptop and uh thanks to jp's service department having found faulty ram in it from day one which Ooh. had been giving me all sorts of dramas you will remember me banging my fist on the table at the le mans media center earlier in the year well uh, <laughs> the ram has been put in and uh, the machine has suddenly jumped to life and uh, has performed faultlessly this I is you. what have you got a uh, 2.5 gigahertz um, lead, lead base, yep. 17 inch, with the fast 200 RP, 7200 RPM drive and all the RAM that money can buy. I'm, fe I'm feeling CPU envy here because the interesting my old thing about that was, G4 is very much lacking. Yeah, it would be too. Mm. The interesting thing about that was that, that it was only one stick of RAM out of the two, and it needed out of 22 loop tests that it did overnight last night, only the 14th test showed the failure. So that's why whenever we've checked it out previously, nothing's shown up. It's yeah, been one totally of those frustrating. Hmm. So anyway, fingers crossed. Fingers exed. Absolutely. Before we go to dinner tonight, to um, the Fortuna Court. Now, like last week, we're having dinner, except this time except we'd be guaranteed. Except, except we didn't turn up at the uh, the venue before the show. We're no, here. <laughs> that's we're right. Here. We're, we're here. We're not here. And, uh, we're in McLaren Vale. That's right. I'd like to point out that I've gone up and, and ordered a couple of dishes up front uh -oh. uh, that are 24 hour or more notice required. Uh -oh. A couple of them. And because I know you like seafood so much, <laughs> we've ordered the uh, the drunken chicken. The drunken chicken. chicken and the, the eight treasure, treasure duck. duck. So it there'll be no whinging there from you. No. And uh, but uh, there'll be some seafood on the menu because I know Jen likes a bit of seafood. And uh, even though we're having dessert before we go out, but there's nothing wrong with that because it was no. pretty good. No, fantastic. in fact, that's that's luxury, a that's a uh, that's a David Donahue theory. You should uh, eat your meal backwards. Start with the best. You know why say the best will last? Go yep. and get stuck into it first. Have your dessert first, and yeah. then have your mains. Then have your then have your appetizer, and then start with your um, start yeah. with a beer. So. End with a beer. Any more? Christmas. Any more? Christmas. What should people Christmas. get in their Christmas stocking? Oh, we're back to that, are we? Yeah. Well, well I've given you time well, to. No, I've, I've, given you, I've given you time to think about it. I mean, you it. can buy an iPod if you like. Most people actually, iPods aren't selling that well, but iPod sound systems mm -hmm. that you put the damn things yep. in are selling exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. So that seems to be a big stocking filler this year. Sound um, systems? Quite true. And, yep. and in fact, I've done a bit of research and I've found one that mm -hmm. I really could quite like, and it's yep. called the iLove. 
i9500 iPod system. Now I've, I've got a picture of it here, and, and which I'll works, it which here. works really well in an audio podcast. Mm, and it's it got a, you know iPod or iPhone. It's got AM FM tuner, and it's got uh, the the alarm clock and everything like that. And it's also got uh, a CD capability, and it looks like it's so make five, five speakers. Have a look at that. Is it, how much is it? Well, yeah, exactly how much? Yeah, I, it's called the I Love, but you won't love the price. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Looking at the looking at this picture, I can see through the paper. It's got a Prada remote. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, indeed. I don't know what the price is, but oh, uh, that looks very expensive. Dogs has very been in. Dogs has been famous this week. Uh, had to build a website for a uh, an interesting fibre optics networking company here in uh, in Adelaide, and uh, had all the uh, yeah. How do you know that? C oh, CNC. Amazing. I, know, I guess that. CNC Adelaide. In yeah, fact, that's computer a, network. Cable. Yeah, good yeah. bunch of blokes, aren't they? Oh, yeah. CNC-Adelaide.com.au. And uh, I don't know went that, to the studio. I don't know, that, that ball bloke looks a bit shonky. <laughs> went to the studio and uh, took Rust in because she had been. Uh, been there, for, been at the studio for a while. Well, they just fell in love with the dog, and suddenly the dog was part of their corporate vision. With the uh, the chief executive vision. in his uh, How much in his flannelette, colourful uh, top there. Flannelette. That's Hawaiian. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Hawaiian, but it's flannelette. That's not flannelette. How do you know? You can't tell from here. You're not touching it. I can I can hazard a guess. <laughs> it's not flannelette. It's got flannelette anyway. bits on it. <laughs> He doesn't look like a bogan or a lumberjack to me. No. So. Anyway, check it out for yourself, viewers. It's definitely flannelette at cnc-adelaide.com.au. Thank you, Chris, very much I for tell all you your what, hard work. I tell you what, don't interrupt. Sorry. <laughs> when will you learn? I'm, well, I'm learning it for you all the time. <laughs> well, Chris from That's VH Central, who's been doing the show notes. Thanks very much, yeah, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And, and good on you, mate. And so, Merry Christmas, Chris. Yeah, and I hope you're feeling better. Because he hasn't been feeling well. Yeah. Like oh, he hasn't had that thing that you had. Well, no, he hasn't had the thing. Oh, he hasn't been on that store then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad we brought that up after after the key line pie. But uh, yes, he's the, the man behind v8central.com and you can find our show notes at v8central.com forward slash radio hot lap. Thanks again, Chris, for putting in such a... Now, Paul, you had something to say. Santa. Santa's... Santa's sack. Yeah, what's like, what are you well, doing? What are you doing? Well, well, what do you reckon? Well, <laughs> yeah, he reckons he's walked away. He's gone off to find <laughs> where something. Where he's gone? He's on the hunt for something, mate. Oh, he's oh, here we already, go. I'm here we go. You've got him. my Christmas present. I needed a. Oh, you've got. I, I needed a bit of. I needed a, a bit of storage, but storage in a pen, a two gigabyte storage, and also a spy camera. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be good. <laughs> Paulie's got his hands on it, and he goes, I want one. spy camera? Yes, yeah. with stereo sound. So you actually just... So which way do you point it? I haven't worked that out yet. <laughs> no, so is that, is that the camera? Or if you have, they're that's all the in camera. Chinese. Oh, that's the camera there, yes. <laughs> so how do you know it's recording? Well, the orange light on? No, or? that's still charging. It's just got to be charged well, up. That wouldn't be spy like if you knew it was recording. <laughs> no, no, there's <laughs> that's no. A very light. Good that's point. just a charging. <laughs> that's just a charging light. that doesn't seem to go off. Uh, anyway, look. It so really where did the James pen works drop nice. It anyway. <laughs> <laughs> look, it writes. It writes really well, and you can get pen refills. When I work it out, no, not that bit. Look there. Is that the pen bit? I've broken it. That's That'd the be short bullet. refills. Come on, come, come apart. Huh. But anyway, that's my uh, Christmas. Uh, 
a present for myself. So where do we buy those if we want to buy them? Ah, well, I bought for it from zaz.com.au. Oh, but the you old Zaz. The old, it's the new Zaz. They oh, do okay. one thing different every day. They do, and it's always El Cheaper. That was $55. Price. Thanks very much. And I thought that's pretty good. Pretty cool. It is. There could be a bit of fun with that, couldn't there, Paul? It could be. <laughs> it's a bit fat. Now it is know. a bit. It is a bit thick. Yeah, but you yeah. don't. You know, <laughs> not as thick as some. As the advert says, it's just broken it in half, viewers. Not as thick as some, but you get that in your sack. <laughs> but uh, uh, they should make it with a. Um, mind you, it's. Uh, of course, Hardy wears so many shirts with cotton. With yeah, yeah, um, with pockets. Perfect, but Ashley, yeah. being such a robot. Yeah. But then actually, <laughs> you should get it with a pocket protector kind of thing. Then it'll look yeah, free. <laughs> When I work out how to work it out, I'll tell you. Right, it's okay. not real. It's not real good on the Viewers, information. You can just hang out for that. We'll we'll probably let you know about July next year. But it's year. called a. Uh, what he's worked out of It's called it. a. Uh, Spy pen. <laughs> Waiting. This is where the where's where the elevated music. Yeah, I'll come out with the, the, the thinking yeah, music. Chris, come back to it. Chris, find it. You'll find it. Chris from yeah. VA Central. He knows all. Anyway, that's what I'm having. With Good. a pen. Did you see how it works? Very cool. A pen, uh, yeah. Uh, see, have you I see seen, that. seen how pens work? Yeah. <laughs> no, not for a while. I use a keyboard. Oh. JP, what are you getting in your sack? I don't know. It's a surprise. Nuts. I've got... I don't... I keep getting asked, you know, what do you want, what do you want? I just don't know. I've got Underpants. It's really push-pressing or whatever. No, got plenty of those. I'm having an early one. Are you? Mm, what are yeah. you having? Uh, about four cubic metres of concrete delivered to the TARDIS on Saturday oh, morning in at that about big seven, area in the yeah, shed. Yes, seven a.m. Oh, good. That'd be good. So, the TARDIS. So, hey. who are you putting underneath it? Anybody we know? <laughs> <laughs> the TARDIS is the name of my shed. You go in there, and, and it's, it's bigger than what it is. Yeah, on the inside. Been based in the UK, we know all about Doctor Who. When you come yeah. out, you're on a different planet. That's so, it. That's it. That's my. Present. Like my wife's handbag. Um, so what else is happening? Jason Barguana's back in V8. Oh, is he? Yeah. In what? Sprint gas racing. Uh, Jason Richards pulled the pin. You kidding? No. He uh, he announced to Oran Park that he was wandering off elsewhere. Where's he going? Which he's done. Um, I believe uh, he was going to... Going to work for Telstra? No. Uh, oh! Holden team. Um, uh, the dude. Paul Morris? Yeah. Oh, wow. I believe. Don't quote That's me on that. Yeah, I'm not sure dude's... about that, but I am sure about the fact that Barguana's going to sprint gas racing. Because so. dude is stepping out on, yes. a, on a full-time basis. He is. Now. Winding it up. Winding it up, but just something that brought oh, a... I've got a recipe yet. Something that brought a smile to my face. Yep. Um, Telstra barred from... Um, the, uh, uh, the, the National the, Broadband the, I, This is the first thing I thought about. Yeah. <laughs> with Paul would be, yeah. <laughs> He'd love that. Yeah. Yep. It might not necessarily be a good thing, but we'll have to see. Well, well, apparently they were. Not only were they late with their tender, it didn't meet the specifications. It was twelve and, pages. The others were thousand. Yeah, and they were trying to basically. They're trying to change the rules and pressure change, the government into change changing the, the rules process. on their behalf. Yeah, well, yeah. it was so, a cut and paste job. So they deserve standard to, uh, Harris Telstra arrogance. Get the bums rush, yeah. I reckon. Yep. Absolutely deserve to get the bums rush. Absolutely. Right, we've got to go out okay. to dinner. Well, JP, we do what's your to, recipe, we've mate? Got to, uh, we've got to keep on the Barbie subject. Over over Christmas, if you want a nice burger, don't go for all your normal, you know, your, your beef and da-da-da-da. Have a turkey burger. Now, I tried this. I tried this the weekend before last, and it's superb. You get your turkey rollers if you were going to put it in the oven. 
if you get a kilo one, you only need half of it, about 500 grams basically of turkey meat, mixed up, mix your meat up, mix it up with some herbs and an egg and um, a little bit of uh, paprika. And then you just basically make it into a patty, slap it on the barbie like you would normally with a, with a hamburger or a beef burger. Um, use your normal hamburger buns, bit of salad, just the same, lettuce and tomato. But instead of, um, you can use bacon or you can use just a nice slice of ham. Um, cook the thing up, whack it down, but you don't use tomato sauce, you use cranberry sauce, and you still use mayo on the top where the uh, lettuce and tomato is. Any beetroot? Deluxe? No, no beet. Well, beetroot's obviously optional, but... Um, In Australia. But it's, a, it's a Christmas burger, and it, it works really well, and it's very, very tasty. So there you go, viewers. i got a, um, I got a recipe as well. Yeah. Maxwell's Winery, and yes. go and get yourself some... Was it not chilli mead? It was... Uh, do you know what yeah, Maxwell's yeah. meat's famous. Oh, incredible. Yeah. I've never had it. Haven't you? No, so oh, it's so cool. for those for those viewers who don't know, mead is actually brewed from honey. Mm, it's like it, a medieval type. It's like a medieval kind of first done by the Chinese apparently many million years ago. But it's great in cooking. As soon mm. as you taste it, you think, hmm, on chicken wings, it could be just the thing. There you go. Just the thing to spark up your your chicken wing recipe. Very oh, good, Paul. While we're talking about sparking things up, you just reminded me, viewers, if you're looking for a, uh, if you're doing the um, the whole carrots in foil in the Weber, like I often do, generally you'll just uh, pour some honey on and some sesame seeds. Forgo the honey. There's a product that you can get in Woolies, and it's called from uh, something from barley. Anyway, it's got a barley name on it, and it's honey and ginger made from barley. No, it's from like it's a barley style Indonesian. thing. Oh, yeah, Indonesian. Yeah. But it's it's called barley something, and it's honey and gin, uh, honey and ginger, and it is sensational. Just pour that on your carrots before you wrap them in foil. Still put the sesame seeds on, and that ginger tang is just fantastic. So there you go. Last well, minute tip. On that note, it's uh, it's good night for mead. It is and, good night for mead. <laughs> Yeah, Merry Christmas and, and to from everybody. Him. And Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, viewers. We'll see you in the New Year. We'll see you in 2009. With episode 102. 102. Ho, ho, ho. God, who and uh, International, have a, uh, a pleasant trip back well, to the UK. Well, thank you very much. And we will, yes. um, we'll, we'll, we'll Skype or use some kind we'll of... We'll do the Some kind of technology at some sure. point in time. At, uh... Duncan Donuts, thanks for yes, coming. Thanks, Duncan. That's okay. Thank you, viewers. <laughs> and lovely to see you again, Jen, of course. Yes, and thank you for the key lime pie. And as Absolutely. for you, Knackers, yep. thank you very much for your uh, hard work this year and, uh, no and uh, sorting and out my laptop today. Thank you for today uh, all the usual and playing for lunch yesterday. And yeah. uh, we'll see you at dinner tonight where it's your turn. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a, that'd be right. I must send you those. must send you mine to sort out next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No probs. See ya. See you, viewers. Bye, viewers. <laughs>